Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on every day from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, you go to the iHeart app for the John and Ken on demand podcast. Pick up what you missed. And uh, right now, we're going to talk with uh, John Eastman. Uh, his name has been in the news. He is. Uh, Supposed to be co-conspirator number two in the latest Trump indictment. He was formerly the dean of Chapman Law School, and he was a Trump legal advisor uh, during the crazy days after the election uh, and around January 6th when the riot happened. Um, and it was supposedly, if you believe the news reports, and we'll talk to Eastman more about it, that it was Eastman's idea to... Um, Present Mike well, Pence with a, a different set of electors from various states. Let me read from the indictment the exact words. Not very long. Co-conspirator 2, an attorney who devised and attempted to implement a strategy to leverage the vice president's ceremonial role overseeing the certification proceeding to obstruct the certification of the presidential election. And we did say yesterday quickly that we thought that was John Eastman and it mm -hmm. appears that that's who they're referring yeah. to. Now, again, he's not charged. He's just named as a co-conspirator in the indictment against Trump. These were separate lists of electors that they wanted Pence to consider as legitimate, which would have tipped various states from the Biden column to the Trump column and given Trump the presidency, according to this legal theory. Let's get John Eastman on here. John, how are you? 
I'm well. It's been a long time since I talked to you guys. I well, hope you're doing well. Well, we're fine. Well, you've been very busy in recent years. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, well, are you, are you here to say that you are co-conspirator number two? Well, you know, there are about a dozen references in the indictment to co-conspirator two, and some of them quote directly from emails and speeches I gave that are all very public. So it didn't take much of sleuthing to connect the dots on that one. Do you? So nobody, nobody reaches out to you formally and tells you this then? No, no, no. It's just we read it and said, oh, that's from my email. I guess that's me. <laughs> Do you think uh, you're going to get indicted? Well, you know, uh, the fact that they didn't include me as a defendant in this, I think, is uh, encouraging news. It's quite clear that uh, I'm not the big fish thereafter. Uh, what, they're, what they've done is uh, something that um, former Supreme Court Justice Robert Jackson warned against 80 years ago. When he when he spoke to the whole group of uh, U.S. attorneys around the country, said there's a the, the worst dangerous uh, power of a prosecutor is to is to decide on somebody they want to prosecute and then try and find some law to get them with. And that's what's going on here. It's it's a tactic that Stalin deployed by his head of his Secret Service, uh, Lavrenti Berea. And, you know, so clearly, clearly Trump's the guy they wanted to go after. And they've been scouring the law books, trying to find something they could pin on him. Now, have you heard about this defense attorney, John Laura, and what he said to, on NBC News today? I, I have. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it's, you he, know, he kind of said that, yeah, have you, a statement you, out. Yeah. Yeah. You're the one that pushed Trump to push Pence to do this. What President Trump had was an actual uh, opinion of counsel that his request to Vice President Pence was completely lawful and completely constitutional. Well, and we should we should be very clear what that request was, because it's not what the uh, what is contained in the language from the indictment you just read. My involvement with the electors was to remind everybody that we had pending litigation that would become moot if the Trump electors didn't also meet on the day designated by Congress and uh, and cast contingent votes. That was it. It's the exact same thing John Kennedy electors did in Hawaii in 1960. Um, because the Constitution mandates a uniform day for the electors to vote. And if they don't vote on that day, even if they were subsequently certified as the rightful victors, their votes can't constitutionally be counted. So that's it. So if the legal, uh, the so if the lawsuits went Trump's way after January 6th, you say... After December 14th was the key, yeah. Right. When the electors voted, yeah. R right, but this is now J January 6th. Right. Weren't the electors this this well, uh, alternate the, the, elector? The lawsuits, yeah, the lawsuits were still pending then, uh, which is why more than 100 state legislators around the country in the swing states had asked Pence for a brief delay so that they could assess the impact of what everybody now acknowledges was illegality in the conduct of the election. Changing of election dates, uh, allowing uh, for ballots to be counted without signature verification or or the statutory required voter ID, setting up drop boxes that were violations of state law in Wisconsin, those kind of things. And right. the legislators were asking for time now that they were back coming back into regular session. Their governors all refused to call them into special session. They were back in regular session, said we just need some time to assess the impact on whether this illegality affected the outcome of the election. And if it didn't, we'll let you know that, and you can proceed, and Biden wins. But if it did, you know, the notion that we're going to put in somebody there who didn't actually win, that's not that's contrary to our notion of consent of the government. So that's what Pence was asked to do. And that's what the advice I gave. And that's what Mr. Laurel was talking about this morning. Well, did you do something wrong by giving that advice to Trump? 
No, absolutely not. And I'll, de- I'll defend it if, if the Trump folks want to call me as a witness. Um, uh, you know, we'll defend the advice and he can, you know, say, look, this was this was from a, one of the leading constitutional scholars in the country on these issues. This was solid advice. It's an open question. It's hotly disputed, but it's certainly a credible argument to be made. And as a lawyer, I have an ethical obligation to advance, uh, you know, zealously advance the causes of my client with credible arguments. So you completely you completely stand by the advice you gave to Trump at that time. I do. I do. And and we'll continue to do so. You know, you know, if a court comes in and says, no, no, the, the role of the vice president was only a potted plant. He was an expensive letter opener. And that's it. Um, I don't think that's what the founders had in mind. Uh, but if a court comes in and says that, then I wouldn't give that advice. But no court has ever said that. Well, Mike, Mike Pence. Uh, and we've, called... got, we've got several examples in our history of, of the president of the Senate doing exactly with what the advice I gave was. Mike Pence called all Trump's lawyers crackpots, presumably including you. Well, he, he can he can say whatever he wants. The fact of the matter is he's he's pitching. He's running a campaign to be president of the United States, the leader of the free world, on the argument that he was just a potted plant. I don't think that's the kind of leadership skills the people in this country are looking for at the moment, which is why he's not even breaking through the one percent threshold in the polls. So if I'm hearing you correctly, John, what you're saying is at the time this is going on, December, January, you and the Trump team had legitimate reason to believe that this was still in doubt, that there could have been a lot of fraud out there. And therefore, we were just trying to present sort of a, an alternative to, uh, well, to things and, until we could and, sort this out. And people can look at my memo. I lay out nine different scenarios in my memo. Uh, five of them, Biden wins. But the scenario that I actually recommended was to accept these legislator requests to uh, delay for a week or 10 days so that they could get to the bottom of it. The, the president pro tem of the uh, Pennsylvania Senate, a letter was most powerful. It comes out flat out and says our election was conducted illegally. It should not have been certified. We want time to assess the impact and make sure due process is followed here. That's pretty damning evidence. And Pence himself admitted in his dear colleague letter on January 6th that there were serious allegations of fraud and more substantially numerous instances of state officials ignoring or violating state election law. Well, then you're talking about then or now, because most of these were were turned aside by the courts, were they not? Wait, the Trump lawyers lost 60 out of 60 cases in court. Where they were alleging that's, fraud. That's false. That's false, John. That's that's just not true. What's not true uh, about they, it? They, they, there, there were eight cases that were decided on the merits. The Trump people won eight, six of the eight cases. The rest of them were dismissed on various procedural grounds. Many of them weren't even filed by Trump people. They were filed just by uni- individual voters who had no standing. So so don't don't accept this kind of false narrative that's being put out there by the left and the kind of rhino Republican right that he lost all these cases. The fact of the matter is, in almost every instance, the courts did not consider the merits of the cases. All right. Can you hang on, John? Sure. All right. We're talking to John Eastman, and it's now pretty clear he is named as co-conspirator number two in the latest indictment against President Trump. This dealing with the 2020 election results and the run up to January 6th. John Eastman used to be the uh, law dean at Chapman University, and he was a top advisor to President Trump as they were trying to figure out what to do to fight back against the 2020 election results. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Trump attorney 
James Eastman, also John, known as John. John Eastman, rather. John Eastman, also known as a co-conspirator number two in the latest Trump indictment. And he provided a lot of the legal advice that convinced Trump that they should uh, enter uh, alternate slates of electors to Mike Pence when they were uh, going through the procedure to certify the election. John, um, do you think there was ever any evidence that there was enough fraud to change the outcome of the election? And no question about it. No question about it. You look at Mike Gableman's report up in Wisconsin. He, he's a former Supreme Court justice on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. He was hired by the legislature to do a thorough investigation. He was blocked at every turn, but nevertheless was able to gather enough information to produce a report in March of last year that identified about 200,000 ballots that were illegal. Uh, the margin in Wisconsin was 20,000. Subsequently, courts in that state have held uh, that a number of things that the Secretary of State did were illegal, uh, barring the bipartisan team going into nursing homes. What we saw in the nursing homes was uh, that that one decision, illegal decision by the secretary of state, uh, nursing home voter turnout, including in memory wings, went from 20 to 30 percent to nearly 100 percent. And a lot of the ballots are done in the same handwriting. So the illegality opened the door for fraud. That fraud is demonstrable. And it's bigger than right. the margin of victory in Wisconsin. Trump, Trump's Same attorney, thing I could tell you in Georgia, Pennsylvania, and elsewhere. Okay, Trump's Attorney General William Barr, you know, on December 1st, after the election, said there was no evidence of widespread voter fraud. He runs the Department of Justice, and he yep. closed the case in, in a well, matter of weeks. This is, this is very important. And, and, and you guys, more than anybody on the radio, ought to... Ought to Uh, understand what's going on here. This is an authoritarian move by the government. Bill Barr said so. So we're all supposed to just ignore all the evidence and bow like sheep. Bill Barr didn't conduct any investigations. Uh, The the U.S. attorney up in Pennsylvania has said as much. Bill Barr said publicly we're going to investigate this stuff, but privately he was telling his U.S. attorneys not to investigate. Uh, the the uh, White House liaison was told the same thing from Barr. Um, we've, we've got this now sworn in, in sworn testimony before the January 6th committee that Barr was not doing investigations. What he said was false. Well, well, and by and the way, t- he well, talked wait a minute, wait a minute, John. He's a Trump appointee. You're acting like this is the yeah, deep well, state, and then Attorney General Barr was part of the deep state to prevent uh, this election from being decertified. He was a Trump appointee, but before that, he was a Bush appointee. So let's let's be very clear here. He's about as an establishment Republican guy as you can get. Lifelong, inside-the-beltway guy. And when he makes that statement, and it is demonstrably false, we're all supposed to just bow and say, oh, well, let's drop all the evidence we have <laughs> but of isn't what you're, isn't what you're referring to as – these irregularities occur with every election. These are anecdotal no, stories. No, we're, we're, we're talking on a scale here that we've never seen before. The nursing home thing that I talked about in, in, in Wisconsin, that's never happened before. The setting up false, phony drop boxes. They call them human drop boxes in Democracy in the Park ballot harvesting schemes in, in, in Madison, Wisconsin, the, the university town there. That was subsequently held to be illegal. The changing of the, of the dates for receipt of, of, of ballots or registration dates down in Arizona, these were all held to be illegal. The, the, this is not you know, a couple of individuals weighing in to vote uh, fraudulently and their votes getting through. This is election officials altering state law in order to benefit their preferred candidate. 
because we all knew at the time that the Democrats were focusing on mail-in ballots while the Republicans were focusing on, on uh, in-person. And so if you loosen the standards or get rid of the, of the verification checks on the mail-in ballots, that has an obvious impact on the election. What do you think Trump thought at the time that he agreed to your plan to send the alternate elector sl- slates? Do you think he thought he lost? But, but he this was, was worth a shot? Yeah. This was worth a shot? No, look, the alternate electors were, it was very clear. They were contingent on whether there was going to be subsequent authentication of them from a court action going Trump's way or a legislative action going Trump's way. Uh, neither of those things had happened. I certainly never advised that the electors without those certifications should be counted. The question is when they when they constitutionally needed to meet on December 14th and cast contingent votes, what would happen if, in fact, a court decision had said Trump won Pennsylvania? If they hadn't cast their votes on that day, they couldn't constitutionally be counted after the fact. Well, what so did, so did Mike Pence? Wait, where, where do you stand at what Mike Pence did? Did Pence do the right thing, as he says, and follow the Constitution? No, he, he he did not. He treated himself as just a potted plant up there with that no authority whatsoever to do anything to deal with the obvious fraud. Look, if, if there is if there is obvious fraud, uh, and he wasn't even being asked to determine that there was fraud. He was being told by state legislators who were on the ground in the states that their election was conducted illegally. It opened the door for fraud. We want to try and assess whether the door was open big enough to have affected the outcome. Give us an extra week to make that assessment. That's what he was asked to do and what he refused to do. And there's nothing in the Constitution that prohibits that. Could you if actually was, could you actually have proven that in, in a week? Because on January 20th, a president has to be sworn in. There was hardly any time right. left. And when I hear you and other people talk about the complexity of these fraud cases, it always seems like this would take some, something that would take months, maybe a year or two to investigate. So. So, so you, you forget a very critical point uh, in, in the law, which is when the illegality is demonstrated, the burden of proof shifts to the other side to show that the illegality didn't affect the result. The legislature was in a position to assess, based on the information they had, whether in their best judgment the illegality affected the results of the election. And if in their best judgment it didn't, then they send a note back and say, we recertify Biden electors because we can't prove otherwise. But if, in fact, in their best judgment, based on all the evidence that existed at the time, this this illegality, which everybody acknowledges occurred, this illegality affected the outcome. And we're about to put in a guy in office who did not win the majority support of the American people. That's a that's a problem. What do you think Trump thought? We're going to fix it. What do you think Trump thought? Because there's been conflicting information that he told people that he lost. He accepted that he lost. And then, of course, he went around publicly saying, no, it was rigged and stolen from me. What do you think he really thought? I, I, I know that's part of the I know that's part of the indictment. I've not seen the depositions or the. Uh, the, the, the basis for those claims. All I know is in all of my dealings with former President Trump, he never once uh, thought anything other than that the election had been stolen from him through illegality and fraud. Looking back, would you do anything differently? Well, no. I mean, look, I, if, if I'm right about all this stuff, we the, the coup started back in 2016 with the constant effort to try and undermine Trump's administration. I mean, the the, the, the several years of this false Russia collusion story that that you know we uh, that that Hillary Clinton and Adam Schiff put the 
put the the country through. I mean, this is this is a doubling down on that. And people within the administration that are supposed to be accountable to our elected president were doing everything they could for four years to undermine uh, the, the president. Uh, and and then and then you get to the election if in fact it, it was stolen by by illegal ballot ballot harvesting by suspension of laws without legislative approval that meant they were unconstitutional then you've got a real coup on your hands that somebody uh, altered our election system in order to put a guy into office who did not have the support of the American people uh, and and that that is a huge problem for a country grounded on the consent of the governed. Now, John, you are an unindicted co-conspirator, so you are not going to cooperate in this case against the president in any way, I take it. Well, there, you know, we put out a statement uh, last night, my attorneys did, that said, you know, because there was some floating news that one of the reasons they're doing unindicted co-conspirators is maybe they can, they can convince us to flip on the president and give him the dirt. I mean, two problems with that theory. One, as a lawyer, I have an ethical obligation uh, not to not to flip on my client. But two, I've got nothing to flip with because everything we did was above board. It was public. It was certainly with 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 historical precedent precedent or or uh, certainly plausible arguments to be made. Um, and and the notion that I would go in and make something up to try and help the Department of Justice get Trump. Uh, in order to say myself that you guys know me well enough to know that's not who I am. Um, so we put out a statement uh, last night, no plea bargains. If uh, they bring an indictment against me, uh, no, no copying a plea. We'll go to trial. If I lose a trial, we'll take an appeal because I'm right about this. Our legal a- a- aspects of this are, r- are right. And what's going on here is an attempt to try and prevent attorneys from representing con- uh, clients in controversial matters. That would destroy our adversarial system of justice. And this is a fight worth having. All right, John, we're so glad you came on. Thanks for talking to us. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Take care. That's John Eastman, of course, the former dean at Chapman University Law School, a constitutional scholar. And, of course, uh, co-conspirator number two in the indictment against President Trump that was announced yesterday. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. 
Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's healthlock.com. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. If you're just joining us, you just missed John Eastman, one of Trump's attorneys, named as co-conspirator number two in the latest indictment. And he was on for the last half hour. But... After four yeah. o'clock, you can hear the interview oh. on the on the John and Ken yes. on demand podcast on the iHeartRadio app. And Eastman was uh, very boisterous, very direct well, and blunt. Yeah, there has to be a post game show on this because uh, he was, and he's very passionate. And we've talked to him before. He's considered a constitutional scholar, well known in conservative circles. That's why the Trump people brought him in to deal with the 2020 election results. Now, the one thing you asked, which I have a bit of a problem with, was about all the lawsuits that got tossed, right? And he was challenging you on that figure of 60-plus. Well, I mean, I looked up the story. A lot of them were just dismissed, and they weren't all from Trump. They were associates. They were other individuals who were just challenging but the results. Th- there but there were 60, and uh, it was all about election irregularities, and they all were tossed out of court in one way or the other. Yeah, dismissed means not even heard. Just- in other words, don't waste my time. This is frivolous. This is nonsense. In other words, there was never, out of those 60 lawsuits, there was never anything convincing for a single judge to say, let's proceed here. Exactly. So that's my problem with all of this, even though I believe Johnny Eastman. And you and I have our own troubles with the mail-in voting and oh, the yeah. ballot harvesting. And that's a lot of what he was citing. We do have troubles. But if we're going to do this civilly... And correctly, we have to do this through the courts, and we have to do this with strong evidence of something large happening. And that does not appear to have been the case from the 2020 results. As I said, every election has these things where we say, oh, yeah, somebody dumped a whole bunch of ballots off uh, at the last second, and it looked like they were filled out by people. Stuff like that does occur, but... 
when you talk about especially a presidential election, you have to make a much bigger and much more solid case than well, that. Well, I look, I voted for Trump twice, and I wanted him to win. And I was open to this idea that in one state or city or another, there might have been some irregularities because several states were very, very close. But I never saw any evidence. So it didn't happen, or at least it's not provable. So life yeah. goes on. You lost that one. I don't exactly. understand two and a half years obsessing on this. Um you know, yeah, and I believe John Eastman legitimately believed that that election would have gone the other way, particularly in those but, seven states that were close. He thought there was enough fraud or something and, wrong going on that there could have been. But like you asked, what, 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 if, if that was allowed, how long would it take to sort through that? And that was the problem they had is because there's constitutional deadlines. Uh, January 6th had to be the day that Pence... It's like when Gore challenged Florida's results. Remember right. that? And the Supreme Court kind of cut the kibosh on that and said, we just got to move forward. Right, because that could take months, years yeah, to it's sort one, out. It's That's one, just one state. That's why Richard Nixon never challenged his loss to John Kennedy. You know, it's widely believed that the Kennedy's dad and and the mafia rigged Chicago, which tipped Illinois to Kennedy, and that was the margin of victory there. But Nixon didn't want to put the whole country through the process, and practically, it would have been impossible to do it in time. You know, you have to have an orderly control. You have to pass the government from one individual one party to the next in an orderly manner peaceful transfer of power and in order to do that that's the greater good you you can't have a, a three-year bloody battle in the courts then that it's impossible uh so you know, that, I, I agree with with what john eastman said ever since trump got elected in late 2016 there has been a rather large between the media and yes certain people in government uh movement to get him out Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. It's not just members of Congress. It's other people involved in, quote, the deep state. But that, when he dragged Bill Barr into it, who was Trump's attorney general, saying that even he couldn't be trusted because he wasn't buying this fraud thing. I don't know. That's where I kind of divert a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've read I've, a lot of what Bill Barr has to say, and he seems like the voice of reason on a lot of these matters. So I just, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that people have questions about him, but, but I, I just thought that was... Kind of going too far with the uh, arguments. Yeah, I, I I thought Barr was generally upstanding and and honest in his in his statements. And and yeah, he did. He was working for Trump, and he resigned a couple of weeks later after he came out with his. Uh, now, how thorough the investigation was? Again, it's December first. It's three weeks after the election. How much are you going to do? But you see, you have to have an obvious smoking gun that everybody would understand right because you got to get the public on your side you got to get the media on your side to cover it and there just wasn't it and what, was a, what was a, would have been the biggest smoking gun that we haven't actually talked about yet rigging the vote machines remember that whole right. fiasco yes, involving right. fox news right right the five you're right if that would have been a big one if that was real and proven and, and it apparently and, wasn't so. right and it would have it would have been something that would have affected potentially millions of votes so that's right. And so then it would have been plausible. It's like, oh, you're talking about a rigged voting machine where they could uh, change the totals, you know, by pressing a little yeah, they're lever all for in, Biden, in the right. back. Right. Yeah. And 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 so, look, that's that's why right now, that's why Trump's attorneys who fought this more publicly than Eastman did. Eastman provided a lot of inside baseball strategy, but it was it was Rudy Giuliani and that woman. What, what was her name? Um, Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. 
She's and, apparently and, co-conspirator number three. Right, and Giuliani is now backing off of some of the stuff he said. Once he's been dragged into court and he has to, under oath, certify that uh, that he's saying, I didn't, no, I, I just said that. That's not true. Right. I, I don't believe that theory. Because, because lawyers throw up nonsense in every case. In every case, one of the two law teams is lying. They always know if their guy is guilty or innocent or who's right or wrong in a civil case. They know, but they're hired and they're going to provide the best defense or best uh, prosecution that they can. Right. But they they know they know when they have a weak case or they can't prove a case or they're just flat out lying and hoping that you know they get stupid jurors. So right. that's part of the job. We got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, and of course, uh, we did talk to John Eastman earlier this hour. He is uh, co-conspirator number two in the indictment against former President Trump that was announced yesterday afternoon. He, of course, was a top legal advisor to Trump during the attempts to change the 2020 election results and you can hear that interview it'll be part of the podcast john and ken on demand use the iheart radio app or go to kfiam640.com to access it uh to lighten things up a little bit i enjoyed this story because of the irony there is a performer a singer by the name of lizzo she's Mm. uh, large anyway but she's been considered an icon of body positivity, it's called. Well, she's got a bunch of uh, former dancers who have taken a lawsuit to Los Angeles County Court accusing her and some of her uh, other employees saying the pop star harassed them with comments tinged with racial and fat-phobic animus. Fat-phobic animus? Animus. That sounds like a disease, right? So instead of being body positive, apparently they're claiming that they got teased and tortured for being overweight. And of course, well, the fact that the, the story that's making headlines is this uh, trip to Amsterdam in February. Uh, Lizzo, they claim, invited them for a night out on the town. They ended up in the red light district of Amsterdam and uh, they were forced to do some things. They were supposed to touch the nude performers catch uh, dildos launched at them from uh, the performer's uh, uh, private part. Oh, and that's disgusting. Really? Bananas they're, that they're, are protruding. They're, they're, they're pulling stuff out of their private areas and, and, and throwing it at the customers? Yeah. Oh, to catch it. oh, that's gross. Now, again, that's you not and I reasonable. think... You don't, you're an adult. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But they're no. acting like they were pressured oh, yeah. and goaded into doing this. Breaking news. A woke celebrity is a phony. Never would have guessed it. You remember when she showed up to a Laker game with just a thong and her butt was out? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Can't that was when un- I was done with her. You can't unforget that. All <laughs> so, oh, this is just, just disgusting. It really is. Yeah. Then they had their cute little phrase, body positivity. Yeah, right. It's like harm reduction. Body positivity. All right. Uh, Conway's here. Hey, now. I thought Mark Thompson's the only guy still doing that. What? <laughs> Throwing the... Uh... Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, the L.A. Zoo is going to expand. That's uh, great. They're going to move it out from Griffith Park onto the freeway. Isn't that wild? What? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Animals on the freeway? Yeah, it's going to be on. Uh, you can drive by and look at it. I you don't have to stop. It's weird. I like that. You have a different news service than we do. It's a good That's one. That's right. Taylor Swift tickets are dropping like a rock. Uh, you can buy not, you know, the, the seats were sixteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Now you can get them for four or five hundred bucks in the nosebleed. Really? Yeah, yeah. Slide in there. Enjoy yourself. And then we also have uh, the new lottery. People like to talk about that. It's bumped up to one and a quarter billion dollars. That's a lot. Mm. And then uh, I, I, uh, King Tide is in, uh, you know, Sunset Beach. What Huntington country Beach. is he from, King Tide? <laughs> King Tide. <laughs> it's an official visit. <laughs> yeah. And when he's high, he's King High Tide. Yeah, um, I heard that they got flooded out. Yeah, but, but you know what? They attribute this to, you know, obviously, you know, you, you, you could guess global warming. But, oh. but this happens every year. Every year for yes. the last nine, they said for the last 90,000 years it's been happening. There was a full moon last night. So yes, full gonna, moon. Major tidal pull. Yes. Remember that push years ago we should blow up the moon? Remember that, John? We talked oh, about yeah. that on the, the oh, idea yeah. of blowing up the moon. I heard you guys talk about but, that. Uh, that was like 25 yeah. years ago. Nobody, know. nobody knows that. where it would go if we blew it up. But it, it would probably just shatter into the uh, into the world, into the globe, into the earth. Right, right? yeah. Just all but it was pieces. supposed to have some effect here that's positive, like the tides or something. I don't, I don't remember what You want to risk that? You think these guys know what would happen? You know, they, they don't know what would them. happen. You know, the tide is always the same. And this is why they know the tide's going to be high in the next, you know, eight years. Because the tide is always the same. The world, the earth rotates into the high tide. So the high tide is always in one area, and the uh. earth just rolls into it and rolls out of it. We have a tidal expert. Yes, yes. And so they know when it's going to be high because it is always directly over the moon or I under the moon. I didn't know that. How about yeah. that? True story. Uh, then you're not. the one to talk about the king tides. Uh. Well, my my uh, my step, my, no, my grandfather-in-law was a river pilot on the Columbia River. Uh, oh, wow. As a matter of fact, he, was, he took the first um, Los Angeles-class nuclear submarine up the Columbia River. And it was displacing so much water in front of it, it was swamping boats a mile or two miles in front of it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and they, the Coast Guard says, you got to slow that thing down. Was there a live nuke on it when he was... He, they never tell you. They oh, don't They don't they talk can't. about it. Right. Classified. Right. Yeah, but I guess there was, right? <laughs> <laughs> he he could have nuked Oregon. Anytime they say they can't talk about it, the answer is always yes. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Like Israel. Israel. Israel never, ever admits to having the uh, nuclear bomb. Right. They've got him. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Conway's All right. next. Dig dog. Dig dog. Sandy yeah. Wells has the news live Taylor in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. <laughs> hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 